0: Good morning, friends. Today's message, the second one in the series from Proverbs, is titled, When You Need to Know. And it comes from a favorite Bible verse, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Now, these two verses are among the most beloved in the entire Bible. You may have memorized them in Sunday school when you were a kid, or like me, it might even be your life verse. This text is striking in its simplicity. There is nothing difficult about it. It's so simple that it can be understood by the youngest believer, and yet it is a comfort to the oldest saint of God and for everyone in between. These words speak to a great need we all feel, the need for guidance. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it suggests the basis on which guidance will come. In fact, it is a short course in knowing God's will for your life. If you learn what this passage is teaching and begin to apply it to your daily life. It will make a profound difference when you need to make a tough decision. Now, I'm going to start with the assumption that some of us have known these verses for a long time. But sometimes when we know a passage so well, we almost know it too well. We've heard it so often that we have never stopped to think about what it's really saying. Now, over the years, I've had a chance to study these verses in depth. And as I did, I discovered that five key words unlock the message of this text. So let's take a look at these key words one by one. And word one is trust. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, the word trust in Hebrew means to lean with the full body, to lay upon, to rest the full weight upon. In our thinking, the word trust means to rely upon or to have confidence in. But the Hebrew is much stronger. It has the idea of stretching yourself out upon a bed or resting on a hard surface. It means to put your full weight on something. To trust in the Lord is to rest your whole weight upon him, to depend upon him completely. Word two is lean. Lean not on your own understanding. To lean means to rest upon something for partial support. Leaning is what you do when you walk with a cane or hold on to a walker because you're unsteady. This word is used for leaning against a tree or a stone cliff. You lean on something when you're not strong enough to stand alone. Word number three is understanding. Lean out on your own understanding. Now, understanding refers to the mental processes by which you analyze a problem, break it down into its smaller parts, and then decide about what you're going to do. Now, early in the morning, when you make a list of all sorts of things you must do that day, you use your understanding to sort out your priorities. Or it's what you use on Sunday night when you map out the upcoming week. That's understanding. You use it any time you plan your life or solve a problem. Understanding is the decision-making ability that God has given you. Now, when you take the words lean and understanding and then add the negative, the meaning is something like this. Use all your mental powers, but do not lean on them for total support. In other words, don't trust in your own ability to figure them out for your life. and Lean instead on the Lord. Rest your weight on Him. Word four is acknowledge. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Now, this word deserves extra consideration because the word acknowledge can be hard to understand. In the Hebrew, this word is an imperative. In other words, a command. You could translate this by saying, in all your ways, know him. The Hebrew means to know deeply and intimately. It's knowing that comes with personal experience. It means to know something through and through. For instance, somebody might say, do you know the president of the United States? And I'd say, well, sure, I know the president. If the president walked in the room, I'd know who he is. If I heard his voice coming over the TV, I'd recognize it. Or if I saw his picture on the front page of a paper, I'd know it was the president. Now, of course, I don't really know him. I can't pick up the phone and call the White House and say, Mr. President, this is Barry. Let's do lunch this week. I mean, he won't take my call because I don't know him personally. I just know him at the level of head knowledge. I, I don't know him intimately or on a friendship level. Now, married couples know each other in a completely different way. After being together a long time, strange things began to happen. I mean, you'll be thinking about a question before you can ask it. She'll blurt out the answer. No. Now, how on earth does she do that? I don't know. Or you'll start a sentence, and to your great consternation, she'll finish it before you do. And when you say, how can you do that? She kind of says with a smile, well, I know what you're thinking even before you say it. Well, see, things like that happen uh, to married couples eventually. When you live together for many years, you get to know each other at such a deep level that you begin to know what the other person is thinking, even as he or she is thinking it. You know what your wife or husband is going to say before they say it. You know what they're going to do before they do it. And you've got a deep, personal, intimate knowledge of each other. Now, seen in this light, we might translate verse 5 this way. In all your ways, know God intimately, deeply, personally. When you know God that way in every area of your life, he'll direct your paths. Now, word 5 is direct. In other words, he'll make your path straight. King James is translated, he'll direct your paths. But I think the ESV translation is a little bit better. He will make straight your paths. Now, imagine that you're driving along a road that appears to be impassable. The road winds through the mountains, down into the swamps. It seems to have a thousand switchbacks. As you travel, you discover that portions of the road are washed out. Others were filled with potholes and still others are blocked by massive boulders. And some places the road apparently becomes a dead end, and this is really the road of your life. As you look at it, it appears to be covered with boulders and rocks, and some parts seem to be filled with potholes. Other sections appear to be going nowhere. But again, that's just the way life is. Now, here is God's message to you from Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. If you will know God in every area of your life, he will take personal responsibility to make your way smooth and straight. He's going to remove the obstacles if they need to be removed. He's going to fill in the potholes if they need to be filled. He'll he'll redirect the detour so that what seemed to be a dead end turns out to be the shortest way to reach your destination. All you need to do is trust in the Lord. Lay yourself completely on him for full support. Don't lean for support on your own human understanding. In all your ways, know God intimately. He'll take the path of your life that seems to go up and down and around and sometimes the curve backwards and he'll make your way straight. That's the promise of Almighty God to you. But it won't always be easy. For most of us, most of the time, the exact opposite will be true. Discovering God's will often takes time as the events of life unfold and often in ways that seem to make no sense. And rarely will we know plans in advance. As I sat on my laptop and I ponder the course of my life over the last few decades, I often find it easier to recall the hard times than the good times. But, you know, that's only one side of the ledger. It's when I lean back and I ask myself, so what do I really have to complain about? And the answer is not much at all. I mean, looking back, I had no clue what the next decades would hold. And looking back, I'm happy that I didn't know everything and anything in advance. One of my favorite definitions of faith comes from a Christian author, Philip Yancey, who said, faith means believing in advance what will only make sense in reverse. Now, we want to know why things happen the way they do and why couldn't things have happened another way. It would be wrong to say that faith provides all the answers. It doesn't. Perhaps in heaven we will fully understand or in heaven our desire to know will be transformed by our vision of the Lord See, by faith, you see things that are invisible to others. And by faith, we believe in advance those things that right now make no sense. But one day will make perfect sense because we will view them in reverse. The world says seeing is believing, but God says believing is seeing. We believe, therefore we see. In other words, when you need to know, you'll know. Not one day sooner, not one day later. And if today you don't know what to do next, it's because you truly don't need to know. Because if you needed to know, well, you'd know. See, and if God is God, that has to be true. That's why the search for God's will is so exhilarating. It's so exciting. It's because when God is leading the way, every obstacle will eventually be removed. The path may have many twists and turns, but in the end, he makes your path straight. And you've got his word on it. Now, i got to tell you, a lot of people struggle at this very point. The Bible says, in all your ways, know God intimately, know him deeply, know him personally, know him to that depth, know him with that kind of intimacy. Now, so often we skip this. When we get up in the morning, we say, oh, God, help me. I'm busy today. I've got so much to do today. Lord, uh, I don't even have time to pray. So here's my list. Bless it all, Lord. I, I've got to get going. So we're going kind to of throw our list up toward heaven while we run out the door. And what we're really saying is, God, here's my schedule. Please rubber stamp it with your blessing. And then we wonder why our days are filled with frustration. Many of us go through life leaning almost completely on our own understanding. You see, we like to be in control. And I number myself among that group to some degree. I like to know what's going on. I like to control my own destiny. Now, this passage is a warning to all of us who lay out life the way we want it and then say, here, God, stamp it with your blessing because I'm going to go out and do it for you. And God says, I don't work that way. Know me first. Put me first in everything, including all your plans, all your thinking, all your scheming. Put me first, and then I'll make your, path, your way or your path straight. Now, do you want to know the secret of knowing the will of God? Well, here it is. In everything you do, know God. But we want a formula. I don't like that. Give me a formula. Give me three steps. But Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 tell us that the secret is a relationship with God. Now, let me talk about Joe, who's been dating Shirley for nine months. When he picks her up for date night, she asks, Where are we going tonight? I don't know. I want to take you someplace you like. I wish you'd give me a three-step formula so I could know where you really want to go on Friday nights. Now, how would Shirley feel? Probably a little angry, a little upset, a little frustrated. I mean, how is it that we've been dating every week for nine months and you don't know what I like and and don't like? Where have you been? And she's got a right to be angry. See, we want to reduce our relationship to God to a formula. God says, know me, spend time with me, put me first in every area of your life, because when you do that, I will take care of all those details. And this is a revolutionary way of looking at life. We're hung up on all the decisions of life. Should I go here? Should I go there? Should I leave Illinois? Should I live in Texas? Should I live in Missouri? Should I take this job or that job or just say no? Now, here is the teaching of this passage stated in one sentence. God is much less concerned with what you do than what you, what kind of person you are. So when you say, Lord, should I stay here or go there? You're asking the wrong question. The question is not where you're going, but what kind of person you're going to be wherever you go. It's not who should I marry, but what kind of person am I going to be no matter whom I marry? While you're wrestling with the question of relocation, God wants to know, are you going to be my man or woman, whether you go to Texas or or whether you stay in Illinois? If you plan to put God first in everything, it doesn't matter where you live. And if you're not going to put God first in everything, it doesn't matter where you live either. Now, see, we focus all of our energy on decisions. But God says, know me, and I will take care of the details. But again, we want specific directions. But God says, in all your ways, know me. And everything else will fall into place. See, the next time you face a tough decision, ask, will it really matter in 10,000 years? I'd suggest to you that about 99% of what you worry about won't matter three weeks from now, much less in 10,000 years. In the year 2452, it won't matter whether you lived in Illinois, Texas, or Missouri. But what will matter is that you have decided in all your ways to know God. That is what really will matter. All these trivial, piddly-diddly details that just soak up so much energy will, in that day, be seen for what they really are. Trivial, piddly-diddly details. So what is the will of God for your life? Well, simply to know God in everything. To see Him present everywhere and in everything and live in total surrender to Him. See, the most important thing is not the decisions. The most important thing is your relationship with God. And the closer you get to him, the easier it is will be for him to guide you in the ways he wants you to go. See, knowing God means taking all you have and place it at the disposal of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 ends with that promise. He'll make your paths straight. God can remove the obstacles in front of you. He can fill in the potholes and turn a dead end into a four-lane highway. I mean, God rewards those who show regard for him by leading them straight to the right end and removing all the obstacles along the way. Now, again, I'll say we rarely see this in advance. We see potholes and boulders. Sometimes we don't see a path at all. But the scripture says he'll make a way. And no one can say how he'll do it. I mean, there are thousands of ways in which God leads through delays, detours, miracles, advice of friends, unexpected opportunities, suddenly closed doors, answered, unanswered prayer, inner impressions, and that still small voice in the night. You don't see it on this side. On this side, all you see is the problems. But when you know God, he leads you step by step. When the journey is done, you will look back and say, I don't know how I got from there to here, but I do know this. Jesus led all the way. Doing God's will often involves great uncertainty and periods of deep doubt. But if you're willing to do what he wants you to do, he then takes responsibility to reach into the chaos of your life and to lead you step-by-step to the place where he wants you to be. And again, I'll say, life is a mysterious journey, full of unexpected twists and turns. The paths ahead are mysteries to us all. No one can say for sure what is around the next bend. It may be a smooth road through a lovely valley, or you may discover that the bridge is washed out and you have a way to go to cross a deep river. See, often the road will actually seem to disappear or it may suddenly seem to go in three different directions and we won't know which way to go. But I'm going to remind you again, friends, there is one who knows the way because the past, present and future are all the same to him. And the darkness is as the light of day. He knows the way we should go. He promised to direct your path and he will do it. You can count on it. And when you need to know, you'll know. And if God is God. That must be true. Until next time, see the vision, live the mission, feel the passion.